Thanks everybody for tuning in to another episode of The Adventures of Flash. This is episode 7, a special Halloween edition. Appreciate all you guys tuning in today. Flash liked to open up by saying that I had the jingles carried out of me today. My podcast is going to air tomorrow, Thursday, because it looks like that uh, this is going to be a kind of a difficult assignment here at this house. Uh, I've uh, just pulled up in the driveway, and uh, it's a two-story. There's weeds all around it, and as I look up to the top of it, I see an old woman in one of the windows laughing. So I'm going to go up to the door. Sorry, guys, about that break in silence. This is later on today, Halloween day. It's a rainy, stormy day, and my internet cut off when I approached the house. I'm sorry uh, about cutting it there, but it was beyond my control. Like I was getting ready to say, uh, I had the jingle scared out of me as for real. I had the jingle scared out of me when I first pulled up at the house at the first of the episode, but I'm glad to be away from that house now. I can tell my story. As I went to the door of the house, an old man answered the door. Really, actually, when only knocked one time, he jerked the door open. He looked like the guy on Chainsaw 2, the one with the steel plate, the freaky guy. And he was scary, as was the old woman up in the window laughing. That was scary, too. This being Halloween, this being stormy and pouring down rain here, where you you couldn't even hardly see to drive. As he answered the door, he said, Are you Flash? And I said, Yes, sir. He said, Come inside. We got some things to discuss and to show you. So I came inside. I had my laptop, my tablet, and my phone. 
which I found out later was worthless as you couldn't pick up any kind of signal. And I didn't take a handheld recorder with me, which I will do on future assignments. I just didn't think of it at the time. I placed all my items on the couch. The old woman came down the stairs still laughing. She was freaky looking, as was the guy. At this point, I was already getting cold chills. I could feel vibes from the people and from the house, but I was determined to get my story. I sat down on the couch at the old man's assistant. He insisted that I sat down on the couch, so I sat down not wanting to offend the people and get my story. And he began telling me the story about their life and living in this house. The house looked just exactly, the house looked just exactly like the house on Chainsaw. It was wicked. I'm not gonna lie about it one bit. It was a wicked house. And as the old man began telling me the story, chills went up my spine. But like I say, I was determined to get my story out. He explained to me that they lived in the house for over 60 years and that his wife was had always been a practicing witch. She looked the part, that's for sure. As she sat down in a chair beside the old man, I asked her how long she'd been a witch. And she said, I've always been a witch, my friend. She began to tell me about some of the things that had happened in the house. I said, well, ma'am, are you a white witch or a black witch? She said, I'm a gray witch. And as anybody that knows anything about witchery knows, a gray witch is both light and dark. So this really stressed me out. But I carried on like any good journalist would. At this time, the old lady said, I told them, I said, well, I can't get no signal on any of my equipment. I need to do a podcast. I'm wanting to do a podcast here. And they said, that's your problem. They said you would. And I said, who are they? And they said, the entities in the house. Well, I'm kind of a skeptical guy, too. I mean, I've lived in a haunted house myself before, but... I'm kind of skeptical about anybody that tells me any of this thing. Although they had the aviance for it, they had the house, and they had the looks too, my friends. So I said, okay, well, I want to complete this interview. They said, will you spend the night here? I said, no, I got another appointment somewhere else, but I'll spend some time here speaking with you folks. You know, when I talk about this now, I still get nervous. I'm going to have to light a cigarette. Thank y'all. So, at this time, it was real weird, man. At this time, the old woman said, Well, if you're too chicken to stay all night here, we have eight guest bedrooms upstairs. And I said, No, ma'am, I I got an appointment and I have to leave in about... An hour or less. And at the time in my head, I was thinking, I need to leave right now, but 
maybe 15 minutes. <laughs> I laugh now, but really, it's not funny, man. This was a this is an experience that man has has somehow changed me, man. Uh, it's gonna take me a while to get over this. So they said, well, if you're too chicken to stay all night, will you? Uh, you got to at least eat with us. We insist or we won't talk about anything else. So I said, well, okay, I'll eat with y'all. So they had one of those old-timey kitchens that separate from the dining room. So we went in. All the places was set, the plates, the forks, everything. I looked in the corner of the kitchen. There were spider webs. And I... I swear I actually think I seen some spiders on it, but anyway, I didn't complain or I didn't turn and run for my truck. I went ahead and I ate with these people, but I was very picky about what I ate. I asked the old lady, I said, what have you got in the pot for us today? She said, boiled chicken. And I said, what else? She said, we've got some entrees. I said, ma'am, I'm not real crazy about boiled chicken, but I'll try the entrees. So, I was picky. I put some different things on my on my tray. We was eating in trays, silver trays. I'm sure they wasn't real silver. They was all tarnished and old. And I was wondering if I wasn't going to die later of some kind of weird foreign disease. <laughs> Man. So... I ate a few things and they chow down. They eat and they eat and they eat. So finally they said, let's go back in the parlor. So we go back in the living room. I call it the living room. They call it the parlor. So we go back in and there's a rip roaring. she got a rip roaring fire in the fireplace. And anybody in this area knows on Halloween here this year, it was rainy and it was far from cold. It was humid. It was so hot in that house that I was sweating and I had a short sleeve shirt on. But like I said, I was determined to get my story out to all my listeners. So I went ahead and I tried to get another signal on my equipment, but still no signal the old man laughed and he said what are you trying to do son and i said i'm trying to get a signal for this podcast he said there's no internet here we hate internet there'll never be no internet here and i don't even really think that you should be here and i said sir uh do you want me to go and he said i don't know we'll have to check and see if they want you here so with that the old lady that was over by the fire with a poker standing behind me was raking the coals in the fire trying to get it hotter in there. So she, with that, she threw the poker down. She ran upstairs. I was tripping, y'all. I was ready to go at any time. I told the old man, I said, sir, uh, I'm going to go outside and see if I can get another signal. And he said, go ahead. So I went outside, I looked all around. They didn't have no vehicles at all, none whatsoever. The nearest house was probably five miles away. There was no, there was no body around. And they had insisted that I come to this location alone or it was no dice, no interview, no podcast, no nothing. So 
like a fool, I came, but I was determined to get that story. So I seen that there was no signal, so I checked to make sure my truck was locked and my keys and everything's where I could get to them and my phone, which had no signal, so it actually would have been worthless. So I go back inside. I don't even knock, I just go back inside. I thought, well, if I just try to act like I'm at home, the whole interview and the whole thing will go better. So I walked back in and the old lady was flying down the stairs and she said, they said you could stay, but they don't like you. You got, uh, you put vibes out to them. You, uh, you are skeptical, you're a non-believer. And I said, ma'am, I've lived in a haunted house and uh, I've got uh, respect for it. And uh, I know that it's real. And I know some of them's real, but most of them aren't real. So she laughed and the old man said, well, while you was outside, they was in the kitchen playing. And I said, who are they? And he said, the entities in this house. So I said, well, can I talk to him can uh you can they show me some kind of signs he said i got an idea so he said come with me man i was tripping bad i had them cold chills right up and down that spine we walked back in the kitchen he went into a drawer he pulled out a pencil he draws circles around all the legs of the tables and the chairs and he said this won't take long so we go back into the parlor, as they call it. We sat down. It wasn't very long. I was talking to him about how his, he had had kids and they had all left years ago and had never returned to check on them or anything. And how they never went out of the house and how they had one caretaker, one relative that would bring them food and what they needed. So about that time, I heard something like, sounded like fingernails on a chalkboard. Well, this really tripped me out, man. The hairs on the back of my neck stood up and my arms. And I said, what was that? He said, come in here and find out. So we walked back into the kitchen. The table had been moved out of the circle. I told him, I said, well, this house looks unlevel. Uh, as all old houses will, as they settle. You know, all old houses made out of oak like that, they settle when they season and they're all warped looking and unlevel. And this house was no exception. It was really unlevel. And uh, he said, oh, you don't believe it, huh? And I said, well, I'm not saying that, sir. I'm just holding all my options open because my listeners want to know if it's for real or if it's not for real, you know, we want to know. So he said, okay. So he sets the table back in the circle and the two chairs. So we go back in there and we start talking again. The old lady's still in front of the fireplace and she's put more wood on it. She's got a flaming fire out, man. It's so hot. I asked her, I said, ma'am, uh, can I ask you one thing? Uh, she said, I guess. I said, why do you have a fire? It's not even cold today and it's red hot. It's hot in here. And she said, I'm cold, so cold. He said, she said, also said, they're cold. And I said, okay, well, I guess you answered that. So 
About that time, I heard the biggest commotion that I'd heard while I was there. Sounded like things getting broke up, and then there's them dang fingernails on that chalkboard sound again, and it's amplified like ten times what it was. At this, I'd already got up, and I was moving around because I didn't like the old lady behind me by the fireplace with the poker stirring up the fire. So with this, I just ran into the kitchen myself. There's the table over by the wall all broke up, and two of the chairs. I don't know why two, because it was two that was moved out. The other two chairs were setting perfectly in the circles that they was. So at this, I was flipped out. I couldn't decide whether I wanted to head for the door or what I wanted to do. I knew that I didn't want to be there anymore, but I knew I wanted to see and hear more. So we go back into the living room. I go, wow, I can't believe that. I, yeah, I'm starting to believe you, sir. And he said, I told you, it's real, it's all real. So we go back into the living room again and I'm over there by the fire now keeping an eye on this old woman with that poker because uh, if she's gonna whack me with that poker, at least I wanna be up moving around where I can defend myself. But the strange thing about all those two was they had to be in their late 80s or early 90s because they said they lived in the house for like 68 years. And I knew they had to be close to 90, if not 90 or above. But they got around better than I did. I thought this is real weird and real strange. But in a house like this and in an area like this that I went to, kind of a swamp area, anything's possible, I guess. So I was up moving around over by the fireplace when I heard my truck door open and shut outside. And as y'all remember, I said I made sure my truck was locked when I went out there. So I dart outside. I don't say nothing to them. I just dart outside out the door. And I leave the door open behind me. And I run to my truck. My truck's still locked. I unlock it. I look through the truck. I look all around under the truck. And the weeds is all up around the house and everything. I go plumb around the house looking. There's a couple of old outbuildings and shed outside, but I don't mess with those. I look everywhere, I see nothing. So I go back, I check my truck again, I come back inside and I said, did y'all hear anything a few minutes ago before I went out there? And they said, yeah, they got in your truck, they're going with you. And I said, who's going with me? And they said, we told you the entities that's in the house. And now I'm getting cold chills just thinking about that. So I said, well, I don't want them in my truck. And they said, well, that's too bad. You shouldn't have came over here. So I said, well, I don't like it. And about that time, I heard my truck door open and shut again outside. And this time I heard that noise of the chalkboard noise, but it was coming out from around my truck. With this, I told the people, hey, look, may I come back sometime and bring somebody with me? And they said, I don't know. We'll have to talk to them first. <clears throat> Getting choked up. So I said, okay, I'll call y'all. So I grabbed my stuff. I dart out that door. I head to my truck. I unlock my truck. I'm going down the road. And I'm probably a mile or two from the house. I can't even sit in my rear view anymore. I'm getting the heck out of Dodge. And my phone rings. I put it on speaker, what? It's a number from the house. 
from the people. And they, it's the old lady, and she says, she says, hey, uh, uh, man, I can't even hardly get this out because it's a terrible memory. And she says, hey, uh, be good to them. They're in with you now. And I said, hey, I asked y'all, can I come back over there and try to do my podcast again? I'll bring some portable equipment over there. And she said, you'll have to ask my husband after he asks them. And she hangs up. So I'm really mad then, you know. I'm I'm upset. So I dialed the number back. Immediately when it didn't even ring, but like one time she answered again. And I said, hey, they're in here. And they said... They want to come back over there, so when I come back to do the podcast, I'm bringing them back. And she hung up again. So, hey, y'all, I headed straight home. I did not go out last night, and I'm still freaked out over that. But, hey, stuff like that happens when you uh, go to uh, investigate stuff like that. Stuff will it'll still happen. And I'm, gonna, I'm determined before this month's over with, this is November coming up, before November's over with, I'm planning on going back over there and taking some equipment where you don't have to have the internet, and I'm going to get my podcast. If I have to record my podcast and play it later, I will, but I'm going to get that podcast from that house, and I'd just like to say, if anybody else out there has got any houses like that, give me a call. I'm going to try to start from now on trying to take my associates with me, and I usually do, but like they said... They wasn't even going to talk to me if I brought anybody with me. And, you know, I felt the vibes from the people and I felt the vibes from the house. And I got 100% feeling that it's all real. But I'd have to do some more investigating. And uh, right now I'm looking outside and I got the door open on my truck. I'm hoping whatever got into my truck gets out. And, uh, you know, they say that things like that will follow people when they move or whatever and i'm hoping that i don't have any further problems out of it but like i say i'm going to take them back to if there is an entity i'm taking them back to the house and i'm leaving them over there you know halloween is such a weird spooky time anyway and uh, you know when the old lady was telling me that she was a witch the old man said yeah she's had ceremonies here for years look out the window out there the maypole still there and I look out the window and there was a maypole still there and it had a wore down path circle around it so I guess she's still doing it and uh, anyway man I've always been kind of psychic myself and everything and I'm not really worried about it it's kind of like when I lived in the haunted house uh, one of the neighbors in the area told me, he said, uh, uh, man, do you ever have any problems over there? And I said, no, I sure don't. And I talked to him about a little bit about witchery stuff. And he said, well, I, that, I guess that's why you don't have no problem. You're one of them. So I don't really feel that I was one of those folks, but I don't know what he meant by the term one of those. But anyway, people... That was a wicked experience, and uh, it's something that I'll remember from now on, and uh, it was weird, y'all. Hey, I appreciate all y'all's letters and everything that y'all send in, and I appreciate all y'all's emails and stuff, and uh, like I said, uh, we're going to go try that again, and uh, 
I hope y'all enjoy this Halloween special, but hey, it's not over with yet. This Halloween special's not over with yet, y'all. Um, man, I can't even hardly get the words out because I'm still thinking about that. And when I left the house, I was actually shaking. But, you know, Flash, he's going to get his story out there. And uh, I did get my story out there. And I'm going to complete that story. And I'm going to go back over there again. And uh, I don't know if I'll have to call him a hundred times or what. But last time I called him all them times and uh, emailed him. Uh, but the thing about it was, if they have no internet or anything like that, why did they give me an email address? And I never got no responses from the email address, so I think they just made that up. But I'm wondering, old people like this, how would they know anything about the Internet? So, you know, I'm still kind of skeptical about it. And uh, I'm wondering if they had anybody else hiding or anything in the house. And, uh, you know, it's always a possibility. I didn't get to tour the house because I didn't stay over there that long. But next time, like I said, I'm going to take somebody over there with me because you always need somebody with you in a place like that because you don't know uh, the people. You don't know what the people's capable of, and they could have just been mad, you know. That crossed my mind, too, and I'm still trying to sort it out and figure the whole thing out. But, I mean, you know, that's... Uh, that's one of the things you run into when you uh, do things like that. It was weird, a weird experience. And, uh, man, I don't know. I know one thing, I'll never forget Halloween this year. It was uh, it was something else. Uh, I know all the kids and everything had a Halloween the night before because, you know, the weather people all knew that the rain was coming and, and come it did, it was a, a stormy night, and it rained and rained and rained. Uh, there was thunder and lightning and everything over there. It was uh, it was awesome. It was an incredible night. I thought about calling back over there today uh, to uh, try to talk to those folks, but I don't know if that'll be a good idea or not. I'm going to let some of my listeners uh, uh send in some emails and stuff and tell me what they think I ought to do. I'm undecided exactly what to do. I know that I'm wanting back over there, but I don't know uh, what it's going to be like. And, I mean, I don't know. You know, there's there's really no telling at all, you know. Uh, the house, like I said, the people look like the chainsaw people. And, uh, I grew up living with my mother and my sister. And, uh, it was a fairly normal the they was weird man uh the house was weird it looked like the house the two-story house on chainsaw two and three the chainsaw one had a one-story house you know but that's what they reminded me of and i'm glad i didn't eat none of that chicken and uh i only ate a couple little scraps that they had there and uh i'd only done that to try to get the story and I know one thing, I will not eat over there no more, uh, but I may not, uh, I don't know, I may not be able to work it out with them, but I'm going to try, but in a way I think the people was insane, because they really acted insane, and it'd take a lot of money to get me to go over there by myself and spend the night in that house, and that upstairs, 
but I'd really like to tour the house. I, you know, I thought it was just going to be like one of those investigative things where they let me tour the house and they told me their story. I'd done my podcast from there and it'd be over with, but it wasn't like that. It was, uh, it was all weird, but I didn't, uh, I didn't look at all the angles and, uh, next time I'll look at the angles more, you know, uh, I've listeners sent in a couple more scary stories, and I'm going to put a couple of them on there, and then I'll come back and talk they to you. about 20 traps on my brother-in-law's property, a little over 10 wooded acres with a creek. Since the coons had been destroying his trash cans, we figured that we would thin the herd a little. Every morning, right at 5 a.m., we would load up the trap tools and head out to go check on the line for a little over a week. We would hear sticks or leaves crunching just out of sight. The property is insanely overgrown in places, and you are lucky to see at least five feet. We would brush it off and keep checking the line. After all, we both had guns, and there is wildlife out there that is perfectly capable of crunching on a stick. At one point, right before dusk, while we were resetting traps, I told my husband quietly that I smelled cigarette smoke. It was getting dark, so we headed out pretty quickly, since we rarely carried guns at night. At this point, we were both annoyed and a little concerned, because whoever was out there had been close enough that we could smell them, but not see them. Being watched is always a little unsettling. Everything went smoothly, until one morning, I woke up not feeling too well, dead of winter, and I caught the flu. When you farm and have a trap line, you don't get sick days. So I bundled up and headed out. But when it came time to cross the creek, always fun at 5 a.m., you had to balance on the dead tree while you carried a crap ton of equipment. I stayed behind. I walk along the creek where I could and back onto the trail where I couldn't give my husband a heads up if we had caught anything. We were down to the last trap and I see something hauling off towards my husband, so I chamber around into my 22. For those of you who haven't been around guns, a 22 is basically a rodent shot. It would take a darn good shot to kill anything larger than a medium-sized dog, thinking a stray had gone after him. I stop short of yelling when I see something else moving. There is a man, less than 10 feet away from my husband, hiding behind a tree while his dog growls and snaps. He hasn't seen me. I knelt down, putting the safety back on so I could safely look at the guy through my scope. He was older, maybe in his mid-forties, in ragged clothes. I kept one eye on him and one on the dog. A large lab mix who was baring its teeth. My husband had his pistol out and was slowly chambering around in case the dog lunged. It wasn't until the bullet clicked into place that the man stepped out very deliberately he didn't speak he didn't call off his dog he just stood there staring at my husband the dog is still growling can i help you you're on private property and you need to get your dog before i shoot her i used to hunt here sir please get your dog there was a deer stand here i used to hunt here are you on the lease this is my brother's property, and you're trespassing. Please put that leash on your dog. I used to hunt here. You didn't bring your wife today? 
I see my husband scan the side of the creek, looking for me, before answering. No, I didn't. She has the flu. You need to go home to her then. You know I used to hunt here. Then he whistles, the dog walks to him, and they walk off into the woods, not back towards the neighboring properties, but onto a timberland where there's no roads or houses for maybe about 30 miles. Before he completely gets out of sight, he yells back, Tell your wife I quit smoking. Needless to say, we jabbed sticks into the traps and got the hell out of there. When we went to pull the traps out for the season, there were cigarette butts next to every single one. This story starts off in the summer of 2012. I live in New Jersey, not too far away from the beaches here. I love the weather here in the summertime. This means driving around with the windows down, hanging out with friends outside, and going on adventures. Typical summer shenanigans. Anyway, in the summer of 2012, my friend, let's call him Bob, and I were hanging out a lot on our days off from work. We sometimes went for a hike on this wooded trail. Yes, it sounds sketchy, but people did hike it. Sometimes we would bump into other hikers on the trail, which was cool. One day we were hanging out on the trail a little further into the woods, just chilling out. We thought that there was a possibility that we might be bisexual, so we kind of kissed and fooled around for a few and laughed and headed back to his house to swim and hang out. Later on that day, as I went to dry off from the pool, I realized that my towel was left behind in the area of the woods that we hung out at. We ate lunch on the trail, on our beach towels, which was our version of a picnic. I hey, I'm going to have to stop the story right there. I don't like that last story, so I don't even want to hear that story. And I'm going to have to ask that you folks like that to send me stories in. Don't put stuff on there like that. Uh, this is a negative uh, thing to, for Flash's podcast, and although I may lose a few uh, listeners because of my stance, I don't want to hear no stuff like that. The first story is okay. I didn't like the second story. Hey, I appreciate y'all tuning in tonight. Uh, old Flash, he's uh, trying to get over that haunted house, and yeah, there was trouble in that haunted house. Uh, I'm going to start scanning my stories more closely. I didn't even listen to that one before I put it on there. So y'all look over that last one. Uh, man, I tell you what, this has uh, been a weird uh, Halloween. And uh, I'm just wondering if uh, them stories wasn't sent in by them crazy folks over there in that house, man. I'm wondering. Uh, I don't really check any of these people that sends in those stories. I'm going to have to start researching them a little bit more because, hey, uh, Flash is not going to go into some kind of trap like that and uh, be knocked off. So y'all be more selective over what y'all send in. Uh, that is uh, not right. Uh, I try to keep my positive uh, uh, thoughts and uh, my podcast uh, completely 100% positive and we're not gonna have any podcast uh stories on there that i don't like and uh, i already just start telling them about my own uh experiences but some of those stories they send in are pretty good some of them is not that good uh 
and I need to start reviewing them a little bit more closely. Um, I know that uh, that everybody out there uh, has got their own opinion on things, uh, but that's just my own personal opinion. Uh, y'all keep sending in them emails. Uh, I love it when y'all send in them. Tell me how much y'all like my podcast, and uh, tell me... Uh, uh, anything you want to and keep those questions coming i i like those questions uh we get some uh good questions uh i appreciate all the the questions that i get in here man some of the questions are far-fetched but some of them that i some of them i, I look at every one of them and then i just pick which ones i want to answer but uh, a couple times there i just scan through there and pick one out kind of like i did these uh videos i mean these uh stories tonight so, and, uh, I just got to be more selective about that. Uh, but I just want to say this, this has been one weird, this has been one weird, uh, <laughs> Halloween. Thank y'all for tuning in. Uh, Sunday night, we're going to be back on at regular time. Uh, we're going to have another podcast and, uh, I've been contacted by back by a couple people that uh celebrities that I've asked to to uh be on my podcast and uh, uh one of them said they'd do it. Uh one of them uh wasn't real crazy about it and wanted me to pay them a lot of money and hey Flash and don't have a lot of money to pay you. If I did I might do it. I probably wouldn't do it though. And then one of them was hurt, uh James Kamala Harris, uh I found out that, you know, he was a, kind of like a legend in wrestling. Uh, it was Kamala, the Ugandan giant. His name's James Harris. James Harris, he's from Mississippi. And I found out that he's had both his legs amputated, and I think it was sometime last year he went into a coma, but he survived, and now he can't speak. And at this second right now, I don't even know if he's still with us or not, but I know that he can't be on our podcast, and I'm... I'm throwing out my prayers. I'm sending my prayers out to him and his family because, you know, he gave everything he had to wrestling and then wrestling didn't send it back to him. So he did it anyway. Get well, James Harris. Hey, people, this is almost the end of the episode. Uh, Thank y'all for tuning in. Tune in uh, Sunday night when uh, we'll have another adventure. We got a million of them, like I've told everybody, and we got a million more to go, just like the one that, the little adventure that I had uh, on Halloween. I have adventures all the time, and keep all those emails coming in and giving me those uh, suggestions, and I'm still looking for some more of those houses. Thank y'all for tuning in. Tune back in Sunday night. Yeah.
Thank y'all. See you Sunday night.